0: Howdy, and welcome to FBL Jingle Sickly Edition. This time, both myself and my co-host are stricken with the flu, uh, probably due to our abysmal performance in fantasy football. Uh, Steve, I have you the tissues ready for whatever case you need them.
1: So, we're just done with phrasing, right? That's not a thing anymore? I don't like the way you said that, Owen because it implies potentially something else, but no, I'm not feeling the... I'm not feeling Like the, crying? Yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, I'm not feeling the best, and yeah, I'm feeling a bit sick, and not in the cool sense. Uh, yeah.
0: I, was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love describing myself as sick.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Isn't that what all the kids are saying these days? How do
0: you do, fellow kids? What?
1: No, I was over in London for the NFL game, which I uh, really enjoyed, but it just meant that i picked up a little bit of a, a cold while i was over there so uh the sore throats a bit better so i'm glad that that uh, cleared up before that we recorded this podcast but yeah still uh, still a little bit under the weather
0: how how was the entertainment um between plays uh, <laughs> for for someone who only really watches red zone uh, what's it like
1: yeah it's fine like you don't really notice it too much when you're there just, were you drinking hard I wouldn't be saying hard, like, I was still feeling a bit sick, so I wasn't, like, going hard at it. Like, I'd, had a, I'd have, like, a Coke in between each beer, like, to try and, like, make myself a bit more energetic. Yeah, uh, but, like, as far as... <laughs> Fuck off. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. I didn't even hear what you said, I just agreed with you hoping that it wasn't something offensive. <laughs> uh- Go on they'd cut to shots of people in the crowd and there are people be dressed up, there was a guy dressed up as like Captain Jack Sparrow, except he was like a Packers fan, so everything was like green and um, they did like the usual American stuff where they did like a kiss cam and then there was like uh, they were like, uh, oh and there was the, here's the uh, Just For Men grey beard segment where you can scan the QR code and you end up on the big screen and it like put like one of those like Snapchat emoji like beards on you and Ah, it was fine for the most part. Like the, the that was a Gillette sponsor. What
0: What's what's it just for? Just men for thing? men. Is that a Gillette?
1: No, it's like that that anti uh, gray hair brand. Oh, okay. So I th- <laughs> it kind of sounds like you know, in the current
0: climate, it sounds like some sort of sexist thing that you wouldn't go away with. But <laughs> yeah, I suppose I suppose we'll let them
1: off. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't see many women that'd be wanting to use th- that product. So, but uh, no, they have they have just for women um so you're
0: telling me steve we're going in november to munich yourself and myself and a few others yeah should i be getting a costume and if so can i dress up as my favorite podcaster
1: uh i would absolutely get your uh costume in fact i'll get the costume for you so that way it's a surprise to you as well and you can be you even, even more excited podcaster is uh, well i didn't say it would be your favorite podcaster but um, okay. I think it'll be better that way. So that's I'll, I'll work on that one. Don't you worry about it. I, I, I can got, dig it. I got that I covered. Um, I think uh, Munich... Anyway. The one thing I would say, though, before we move right. on, is that I think Munich will be a bit more of a spectacle because when I went to the NFL game in Twickenham five years ago, there was way more stuff to do outside the stadium. There was way more stalls. They had TV screens set up so you could watch the games after the London game had finished, and there was none of that for this one. So it was treated more like a kind of like a regular game and um oh, okay that's nice it's an event that's that's nice usually. but yeah but like i feel like in munich it'll be a bit more of an event so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how different that might be yeah that'll be nice um i have nothing to say about it steve it just sounds fantastic for one song we've actually dumbfounded you and you just don't have anything to say Within the sound of silence.
0: i had something but then i Quickly forgot it. Maybe the fact that I'm three quarters of the way through this glass of whiskey, is having an impact on that. Or it may be my disappointment on how I did this week in fantasy football, Steve.
1: Yeah, well, for me, like my disappointment in FPL was um softened a little by the fact that the Giants won. The fact that Arsenal beat Liverpool for the first time in God knows how long. Uh, I got a win in draft, so all those things kind of culminated to like make this uh, so- blow a little bit softer but yeah still disappointing i finished on 58 which was bang on the average and uh, dropped about 200,000 places so i'm around like 900,000 overall or something like that i don't really want to look
0: <laughs> yeah i did so i, I think i dropped 300,000 places down to like 650 or something like that um i i think i'll get into the nuts and bolts of it i just made the most chronic fucking move in my life. Uh, so, so far. Yeah, I, um, I'll preface this with... I backed... Uh, getting rid of Arsenal and City assets. I backed... Trying to be sensible, getting rid of them and being ready for a blank. Problem being, the only players that score points... Are Arsenal and City players. There's no one else that actually scores any points in this game at all. Yeah. So... I went ahead and dropped Cancelo... And picked up Madison and Zaha in midfield spots for Bailey and Kulazewski. And I just had the worst fucking time of my life. This is the my worst, the, the most annoying week for me in fantasy football so far. Uh, just, I like took 20 points and just took them off myself and just fucked them down the drain.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you sure did. Ah, fucking
0: disaster. Thank
1: you. <laughs> uh,
0: I ended up on 60 Took a hit to make that 56. And uh, I'm just not pleased.
1: Yeah, you don't sound it. I imagine that glass of whiskey's got to be pretty tall right about now. It's
0: uh, it's approaching uh, critical mass. So <laughs> that I'm means you're not to, drinking fast enough. going to have to do something about that pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I think um, on the topic of us doing poorly this week, I think like this might be one of the highest scoring seasons of fantasy football in a long time
1: yeah i haven't bothered to do look back at the historical data and see if it is but it genuinely feels like it's quite competitive this year I, you'd normally be expecting a lot of people to just drop off and stop caring by now but i'm wondering is it because there's like the winter break uh around week 16 that that's keeping people going thinking like i if i go to week 16 i can take a break and then i can come back to it again after christmas um so maybe i don't know that was just an idea I had. Yeah. But um, for, for
0: me it just it, it feels like if you if you just didn't think very hard you would get 60 points a week. You know, uh maybe.
1: But I mean ones. if you didn't think very hard you'd probably still have Liverpool players in your team and that's proven to be a bit of a nightmare <laughs> for for everyone. So I don't know about that. But um yeah, I I only made one change to my team this week. I got rid of Fafana because I had to, because he had like a uh, knee injury in the Champions League midweek. I uh, brought in Kurt Zouma, because they were playing Fulham. And I thought, with Mitrovic out, there wouldn't be much of a threat. Andres Pereira still scored, and he was first up on my bench, so that's a bit annoying. Um, But yeah, other than that, like, I, I kept Dyer, I kept Rashford, I kept De Bruyne, Haaland, Jesus, Martinelli, Kane. So... Like I I still got a decent return from most of my players, like Dyer 6, De Bruyne 6, Kane 7, Haaland 12, Jesus 5, Martinelli 12. It was just like the Pope, Saliba, Zuma, Rashford, Luis Diaz who went off with the injury and is now likely to miss the World Cup and, uh, well, be out till after the World Cup. Colombia actually aren't in the World Cup this year, but you get my point. I was full sure he was Brazilian. (coughs) Luis Diaz is Colombian. Yeah. Um, Wait, are so, you joking? Steve, are you
0: serious? No, genuinely. I, I can picture Luis Diaz in a yellow Brazil jersey.
1: No, Colombia wear yellow. Oh,
0: well, then that must be what I'm picturing. <laughs> okay, I'm, not, I'm not too far off. The more you know. So, um, what I'll say <laughs> the more you know on a star, you know, the <laughs> rainbow. Yeah. Uh, so you have uh, De Bruyne, Haaland, Jesus Martinelli, Luis Diaz, Saliba, and Leeds' Hielda. Uh, who will not be playing game week 12. And yep. does that concern you in the slightest?
1: Uh, yeah, probably should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I've got to get rid of Diaz now for someone. I was thinking potentially Foden, but then I realized that he's 8.2 now because he's gone open price. So I have to try and get 0.2 from somewhere. Uh, so I might do a double move, maybe uh, get rid of Saliba. Maybe get rid of Saliba and um, bring in another cheap defender. I'm basically thinking maybe like whoever uh, whoever isn't playing or whoever is playing Wolves that week would probably be a, a decent bet. But I'm gonna keep De Bruyne, uh, Haaland, and Martinelli. Uh, I'll drop Jesus because I don't think his price is gonna change at all between now and after that game week. But. Like, I'm definitely holding on to as many assets as I can because I think after that blank, I think they actually have a pretty decent run of fixtures.
0: I mean, yeah, the, the tough thing that's, that we're going to have to do is pick all these players back up. Um, I'm beginning to regret, like, that I didn't just keep all... You know, I, I am regretting I didn't just keep all these players and, like, maybe free hit in Week 12, despite it being a week where you'd score fuck all. But, like, it, the happiest people in the world right now are the people who have six man city and arsenal players because they just have all the points that were available in the game
1: yeah yeah and i was just looking at it here so arsenal after the blank in game week 12 have southampton away and Nottingham forest at home two very nice fixtures and man city have uh, brighton at home leicester city away and then fulham at home for game week 15 so again pretty nice fixtures so maybe maybe you know what i might just take the hit I might just not play. And I might not just not make the transfers and just try and keep the lads that I have. Because yeah, and and
0: I would agree with you in the point that like, in game week twelve, who are you trying to keep pace with? You're trying to keep pace with people who have Aubameyang and Salah and I don't know who 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 else is in the game that's worth having. I mean, like yeah, Zaha and Madison might do a bit of damage. Might yeah,
1: yeah, I know Brighton what you mean. players.
0: I'm not worried about keeping pace with Brighton players, so I think I think um, with the benefit of hindsight, I think uh, holding on to City and Arsenal players was the good play, and uh, just like just taking the hit in the form of having fuck all for week twelve, rather than getting rid of all your good players.
1: Yeah, and even just to look forward to week twelve, like your matchups here are, <clears throat> like I'll just run through them quickly, just see so you get an idea. Brighton, Very Nottingham quickly, For- Stephen. No, we don't have the time. <laughs> we don't have the time. Brighton, Nottingham Forest, pretty shit game. Palace, Wolves, shit game. Bournemouth, Southampton, shit game. Liverpool, West Ham, eh. Nah. Brentford, Chelsea, Meh. Nah. Newcastle, Everton, Meh. Nah. United, Spurs, uh, Fulham, Villa, Leicester, United, or sorry, Leicester against Leeds, and like so. Who are you looking at there? Are you thinking Chelsea away to Brentford? Are you thinking Spurs away to United? I think in Liverpool finally get some uh, form and play well against West Ham, or vice versa. Like there's not that many matchups that bode well. Maybe Palace against Wolves, but even then, but Lopetegui will probably have had a week or so with the team to try and get them set up. So maybe there'll be a bit better new manager bounce. So very hard to judge. Terribly hard. It's um, there's.
0: I Like you wouldn't you, You're not free hitting there To bring in like Shite lads Uh, And we'll, what we'll touch on later in the pod Is who are you even going to captain that week I think that's an interesting conversation what, what the hell are you going to do there
1: Yeah yeah very interesting one
0: yeah. So results from game week 10 Newcastle beat Brentford Trashed them 5-1 Bournemouth beat Leicester To move above Liverpool in the table City obviously got a 4-0 win Chelsea beat an atrocious Wolves 3 0. Spurs just about got past Brighton 1 0. West Ham beat Wolves 3 1. Palace beat Leeds 2 1. I think that's two wins for Palace on the trot. They've, they've had an interesting start to the season. Uh, most interesting game of the week Arsenal beat Liverpool 3 2. Man United beat Everton 2 1. And Villa and Forest played out a 1 all draw. So. In terms of learnings there, Steve, for fantasy football. I I I felt like this week from now on I'm just gonna target Wolves. I did not realise how bad they were.
1: Yeah, they've been really bad. I think <clears throat> uh last week I think they played Wolves uh no, they played um West Ham away and that game was uh, weird because both teams were sitting close to the bottom of the table and both teams had only scored three goals at that stage and I think Wolves haven't scored a goal since they didn't score in that game and i don't think they scored this week against chelsea so they're still only on three goals scored this entire season and like your defense can be rock solid but you're never gonna get any sort of results if you don't score some goals uh, they exactly. looked completely lost and devoid of any sort of confidence or game plan they didn't know what they were doing they were just giving the ball away so much like chelsea got a three nil win and they didn't even play that well really and they had a very uh Correct me if I'm wrong here. On they had a very mixed, uh, mixed any. starting eleven.
0: Chelsea, absolutely. Um, I, I was making the point there in the chat that like maybe four or five of the Chelsea players were in the first eleven. I thought. Um, but yeah, it it, it was kind of like, like uh, whatever. Wolves just turned up and said, "Beat us whatever score you like." Like we we've no interest in actually playing this game. If yeah. Chelsea had a touch of class. They'd been winning this five or six nil. It was one of the worst performances I watched throughout.
1: Yeah, yeah, I actually didn't see the game. I didn't see much of the games. So I just <clears throat> caught like brief highlights and uh, some some feedback from what I listened to. Um, but yeah, I don't really have much else to say on that one other than like Chelsea yeah. probably still not it, overly impressive under Potter, but like they're getting no, results when they're not playing well, Chelsea which is probably players. the important part.
0: I wouldn't touch Chelsea players because who the hell is going to start <laughs> yeah having the clue well it's maybe it's not Aubameyang and Sterling and Reese James who is it
1: ah uh, Kukure right? oh up well up top yeah I'd say I think their best formation is probably a 4-2-3-1 with Sterling Aubameyang and maybe Mount on the left and Mount. Or, uh, uh, or Mount on the right and then Havertz through the middle or maybe Havertz on the right but no nah, probably play Havertz there though it's yeah just, yeah like you said it's hard, <coughs> hard to judge
0: very difficult to judge, Steve. You probably got better eyes on Arsenal beating Liverpool 3-2. And um, maybe, I, I don't like to use this word, but like a turning point or a, a statement.
1: Yeah, like I, I was saying to you, I think before this game, that I really fancied us to actually do at this time. It felt like uh, a lot of things were going in our favour. And then what happened, I think, the day before the game is that it was announced that Arthur Mello. Who they got on loan from Juventus at the deadline day has a serious injury that I think requires surgery. It means he's going to be out until January now. So the depth that they brought into their midfield to try and give them a bit more stability is now out as well. So look, they've adapted to a four-two-three-one formation to try and be a bit more solid. I think to try and give Trent a bit more cover when he moves forward, and. Maybe to give that back, uh, front four a bit more um, bodies in the pre- in the high press but it just didn't really seem to work. Uh, Trent got caught out for the first two goals. I think the second one was way worse than the first. I think the first one is probably just a really good ball from Martin Odegaard that probably gets uh, intercepted like eight times out of ten. Um, but for the second when he look completely lost I don't know why he goes over to try and stop the run of Martinelli all Martinelli does is checks his run, looks up, sees Saka on the other side of the box and put, puts it across and Simakas has to cover the whole middle of whole penalty area basically and Saka has an easy tap in um, Liverpool fans will probably argue that uh, they should have had a penalty for Gabriel's handball but I thought it hit his chest first and then his hand and it didn't seem like it was in a too un- unnatural a position but I'm an I'm an Arsenal fan. Maybe I'm a bit biased on that. Um, other yeah, thoughts from the other were. thoughts from the game was that I thought we deserved it, the win. Uh, I thought we were the better team. We got caught on the counter a couple of times, and that was fair play to Liverpool. They took they were clinical and took their chances. But overall, I thought we were the better team, and I think that we're really showing um, the Premier League that we're pretty. we I think we're gonna get definitely get Champions League anyway, and probably probably be City's closest contenders for the title, maybe. Yeah, I can't
0: argue with that. As much as it pains me, um, it'll be And it I, does like, pain you. <laughs> yeah, you can only talk about like hypotheticals. I mean, like you can't point at anything in Arsenal's play to say this might not work, that might not work. People will probably point to things like, oh, it's a very young team, so maybe they'll uh, they'll lose their way and and they'll get rattled and won't be able to come back from it. Things like that. I don't. You can't point out and say, oh, look. Uh, ben white at right back is a weakness because he's not or you can't point yeah
1: and and then like to, to not interrupt you on but they put the, for, they start once
0: to, with arsenal there's dms yeah and and i don't like those either but yeah the, you can't point at somewhere and say this is bad
1: yeah and i think like in previous instances arsenal getting pegged back twice in the game heads would have probably dropped fans might have turned on the team and things might have gone Liverpool's way in terms of like momentum shift. But after each goal, like they huddle around, they try and stay focused as best they can. Xhaka and Partey, uh, being the senior lad, Zinchenko when he's there as well, Jesus, a little bit as well. Uh, Arteta said he's very, um, he's very good like that as well. With talking to the team, uh, they kind of stay focused on the game. And like even that when Zinchenko went out, Tomiyasu goes in and plays left back for possibly maybe only like the second time that he's been at Arsenal. I want to say they probably played him there once before, but I can't really remember when, and manages to and keep Salah quiet for the entire it. game.
0: Yeah, Salah had a chronic game. Just to run down through some stats, Arsenal had seven shots on target to Liverpool's three. Arsenal's XG was three, about three. Liverpool's is about one. Um, nothing too, more, too interesting. Otherwise, Liverpool did have more possession than 56%. But um, I would say they're probably under the cosh for much of that day game. If they could only rattle off three shots on target, they did very well to score two of them. But to be letting that many goals in as your keeper is a bit disappointing. Uh, any other big lessons around the league? Like I don't think so, but are Man United good now after beating Everton 2-1? Uh, probably not.
1: No, I'm don't, I don't, not fully convinced yet. It'll be interesting to see what happens for the next game. Martial looks like he's only just after coming back from injury and then was subbed off in the first half. Ronaldo came on, got his 700th career club goal. Does he start up top now and Rashford moves out to the left, or does Rashford go back up top? That'll be an interesting one to wait and see. Um, Maybe Ten Hag will kind of give an inkling in the way he sets up for the Europa uh, League game on Thursday. Uh, other than that Yeah
0: they say Ten Hag doesn't Change the team Too much But what's Interesting about This one is uh, Sancho didn't Get a run at All Despite the Martial injury He brought on Ronaldo Yeah For once and, and I presume Rashford stayed In the left Then So that's Interesting With Sancho In the team I'm not sure There's room For Ronaldo
1: No but, No um, no.
0: Yeah uh, Europe isn't Too interesting Who are they Playing Some Shite Hawks
1: Yeah I don't know I can't tell you off the top Of my head uh, nothing Ammonia
0: else. Ammonia Nicosia.
1: Ammonia mic- Nicosia. Tell, tell me
0: where they're from, Steve. Yeah, uh, yeah Nicosia, that's uh, or, the
1: one. Or you th- oh, is it Apoel Nicosia?
0: No, Ammonia Nicosia. No. Uh, there's the end there. On par are they, are with they Croatian? points with Apoel Nicosia. Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm trying to look it up now. I'm looking at the table. but it Oh, I thought you knew. I thought you were trying to get me to
1: guess. In. I don't know. Tell me so. No, I don't know. Of course I don't know oh well, this is going a great this yeah. is a great segment I know uh, now now what are they? Cyprus? they're Cypriots am I a hero? I really can't say but yes Ah, uh, I got it in
0: just before you said it I'm sure you did you're going to have to get VAR in on that one to check whether or not Steve actually no
1: I'm just going to edit it and make sure I put it before <laughs> you um, yeah, No, I are you picking up it. any
0: Man United players? no no very simple yeah, I just wanted to touch on the that they did get the win 2-1. Um, nothing too ex- exciting around the league. Then, obviously, City beat Southampton. Uh, we'll probably talk more about which players to pick up there later. Um, yeah. Yeah, Mitrovic injury is interesting. Like uh, Silva coming out with more shady comments about when he's going to be back. So that's a bit annoying.
1: Yeah, you'll just have to wait for the, the press conference like, uh, next week or later on in the week to see what the story with that is because like after the game last week he said he was fairly hopeful that he played this game and then wasn't even on the bench so you know we don't know how serious it is only they know really and they're kind of keeping tight-lipped bastards
0: um we're going to be talking about newcastle later they got the 5-1 win uh so we'll go through the bankers and stuff that we give and then maybe take a commercial break um our returns are kind of okay this time three out of five
1: Yeah, so we had Haaland, who obviously returned, got the goal after missing a couple of chances, and I think he might have hit the woodwork on one of them. Uh, Kane returned, uh, got the goal, uh, only goal in that game against Brighton. Scrappy. Uh, Madison uh, blanked uh, and uh, was partly responsible for the loss to Bournemouth 2-1. Funny fact, I think Bournemouth are unbeaten against Leicester uh, at, at home which is just I think a mad one considering the form and I think since Steve Park or sorry, Steve Parker since Scott Parker has gotten sacked uh Bournemouth the only teams that have scored more points than Bournemouth I think are like City and Arsenal so they've gone unbeaten uh, I think since they sacked Yeah him. something like that which is mad uh you went for an outside pick of Anthony Gordon which did not come off and I went for What's an outside pick of that? I went for an outside pick up Kai Havertz because I was somehow knew the grain Potter was going to start him up top and that he'd do well against Wolves and he did, uh, even though you told me that he wouldn't and uh, made fun no of way. made fun of me. How was it going to work like? And it doesn't mm. matter, Owen. All that matters is that it did. And on that bombshell, sure about that?
0: We're going to take a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back very soon. On to game week 11. This time, Brentford versus Brighton. Friday at 7 o'clock UK time. 8 o'clock for me in the Netherlands. Leicester will play Palace. Wolves take on Nottingham Forest. Fulham host Bournemouth. Tottenham will play Everton in a game of football. Southampton and West Ham. Man United take on Newcastle. Leeds Arsenal. Villa play Chelsea and Liverpool. Will be very nervous about their visit from Manchester City on Sunday at half three. So we have some questions from Twitter, Steve, that you harvested for us. Can you harvest
1: <laughs> tweets? How do you collect bird calls? <laughs> uh What do you mean collect bird calls? You just I don't know, you can buy those little um you can buy those little bird call things. But if if if, if a bird tweets and you collect
0: those, what are you doing?
1: You're just Did recording you the, the sound. Oh, he needs some milk!
0: Okay, well, I'll take it. Steve, <laughs> you hoarded the sound for us this week. Uh, first one being, Luis Diaz absolutely destroyed himself. And how do you replace him? And why were you holding on to him in the first place?
1: Because Luis Diaz was probably the only liberal player that still had any fantasy value whatsoever. Like, Let me just pull up his info real quick. He had an assist in the game against Arsenal. He had assist in the game against Brighton. A uh, couple of blanks. But then he had two goals against Bournemouth. A uh, blank and then a goal against Palace. So, like, three goals and two assists so far this season. So, he wasn't doing that bad. Like, and considering the price that he was there, where he was eight million, yeah, you could you could easily consider it. Like, I think players who had the combo of Haaland, De Bruyne and uh Cancelo meant that they couldn't afford or they weren't able to bring in like a Foden or a Bilva into their midfield. So that kind of, you know, plays into it a bit as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I don't, I don't I don't disagree with that. I think he was last week maybe the only player worth having. Uh there were some people still holding Salah and kind of wondering what the fuck they were going to do. So what are people going to do? Uh, Diaz was eight point
1: one, was he? He's fa- he's since represent. fallen to he's fallen to eight million, so that's where he's at now. So, if he's you're to look at eight. the yeah, if you're to look at the um, players, the midfielders list, Foden tops the list at eight point two. Obviously, there's point two of a mil difference, but I think if you do have. It's a funny one, actually, this one. Because if you do have the spare money, he might be worth bringing in. But at the same time, they're going to be a blank in Week 12. So do you really want to bring in a player like that? Or do you want to maybe look at someone else? Maybe like, a Madison? Like I know they didn't play well last week, but they've got Palace at home this week. Then Leeds at home next week. Then Wolves away. So still nice fixtures. And he typically tends to, or he has so far this season, he's returned even though uh, the team hasn't played well. Uh,
0: Madison, absolutely Like Leicester are maybe the worst team in the league um, Brendan Rodgers is under an immense amount of pressure I, I I, believe they just don't have the money to actually sack him Is the problem uh, I brought in Madison and, uh, last week uh, I, I'm i absolutely keeping the faith I know he blanked and he also got a yellow And he's just sick my shit And he'll be hearing from me But uh, uh, Leicester, you mentioned <laughs> Leicester and Palace Or did you? I don't know I do know that they have a good run they have Paros, Leeds, Wolves. Then they play City, which is a pain. Yeah. But um, I have no problem yeah, with, I with think that pick.
1: Just <clears throat> uh, another couple might be uh, Zaha or maybe Eze. I, I know Eze is a much cheaper alternative. But I mean, look, they have uh, Leicester away, Wolves at home, Everton away, Southampton at home, uh, West Ham away, Nottingham Forest away. And then they break for the World Cup. So like they have really nice running fixtures. Zaha takes all the penalties and is one of the main uh, creators and goal scorers for that team. So and, and he's cheaper than um, yeah, seven point four. Uh, Lewis Diaz. So you'd be saving a bit of money there as well. Uh, one other option might be Jared Bowen. Uh has obviously has two goals in his last two games. He obviously hasn't. He got an assist as well against Wolves. They have Southampton away. They have a tough game against Liverpool away. Well. Supposed to be tough, but you know Liverpool the way they're going this year. They're so leaky at the back that you could easily see them score. And uh, Bournemouth at home, then United away, Palace at home, Leicester at home. So they have some nice fixtures in there as well. So he could be an option. He's eight point one, so only point one million the difference if you decided to bring him in. Uh, another option might be uh, Kulazewski. He's eight million as well. Now, if it depends on when he comes back from the hamstring injury. You'd have to keep an eye out and see. Uh, what Conte says in the in the pre match press conference, or maybe look at what the team they field in the Champions League midweek. Um, but he's another option, I think, because he's like probably the most creative of any of that front three for Spurs. My
0: concern with Kulusevski is even when fit, Richarlison Rich was getting games. So if you have a fully fit Spurs team, you're not even fully sure that Kulusevski is going to play, despite he being the most creative I... and best of them.
1: But I think Conte, if he had to pick his best starting eleven, Kulusevski starts one hundred. But is he going to play his best starting eleven every coming,
0: Premier League game?
1: He he will. I think he should because I think he's they're not, not stupid, He's top not starting four. Doherty. He's not starting Doherty because he doesn't like Doherty, and he says that Doherty still isn't match fit or some for some stupid reason. Um, like they've got a couple of. Tough games there in the build in the run until um the World Cup. They've got United away and then they've got Liverpool at home. And they've got Newcastle at home, which is be another tough one, but then they've got like Everton, Bournemouth, Leeds. So, you know, there's there's some bit of a mixed bag in terms of fixtures, but I think those are probably the best alternatives if you're looking to replace Diaz. Yeah,
0: I, 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 I th- I'd be leaning towards the Zaha Madison picks now and hopefully that plays out well. For you, and hopefully you get a green arrow thanks to that choice, uh, advised by myself and Steve. <laughs> so, next question.
1: <laughs> oh, you're talking to the listener. I thought you were talking to oh, me. No. I hope. <laughs> it's you like, white red arrow, <laughs> sir?
0: Uh, oh, a no. big load of people, four and a half thousand of them, dropped Holland. And Steve, you wrote here, are they sane? Like Leroy Sane? Not sure I understand the question. <laughs> no, are they sane? Uh, I don't think they're all Leroy Sanne. And I don't you spell the
1: word. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is great banter. It really is. Um, you think, no, they're not. You don't think Leroy Sani has like, you don't think he has like 5,000 bot accounts just so he can, he's guaranteed to finish top of the FPL charts. Like he <laughs> just, Munich he's table. created all these, all these accounts cause like he's bound to win at, at least one of them.
0: Um, to answer that question anyways no they're not because they probably got Haaland at max 11.7 now he's 12.2 so they're going to lose 0.3 million when they have to buy him back in it's just 4.5 thousand people just a lot of Hmm. very simple
1: yeah I got Haaland at 11.8 and now he's tw- he's 12.2 now Jesus uh, that's so you got him at
0: 11.5 Steve he's, he's marketed he's, his price is 11.8 in your team that's what you'd get for him
1: oh sorry yeah oh, <laughs> oh god that was real bad move by me <laughs> no that was just a bad move by me so uh, yeah okay who
0: are the genuine Salah replacements I'm glad you asked the genuine ones because I would have gone on an absolute tirade of ridiculousness there Steve <laughs> um, and to, if uh, you're good, glad I could yeah. stop you I presume the presumption is that everyone has a heap of Arsenal players and a heap of City players and then they might also have Salah um you could like it's not De Bruyne because you're just going to get Foden instead. That's that's pretty obvious. Uh I think there's only one answer to this question, and I think it's Kane.
1: Yeah, yeah, I find it hard to argue with that Kane uh this season has been a bit overshadowed by Haaland, because Holland's numbers are just ridiculous. Uh but he has had one of the his best attacking returns so far. This season, like he's returned, he's got eight goals and two assists. He's very, very consistent. He scored a goal in his last four games in a row, and then before that, it was another four games in a row. So, yeah, you can't really knock that. And I think any other season, we'd be praising him and saying he's probably the player of the season. But it's just Halland is just so freakish that he's kind of overshadowing it. But yeah, he's definitely probably like the best alternative for Salah.
0: It's, it's Totally and I think um, If you have your City and your Arsenal guys And you have Salah and you sell him and you buy Two extra expensive Midfielders like you bring in Madison and Kulusevsky Or something along those lines I think those guys are just not going to Score as well as Kane, you just get Kane And you have one of the cheap midfielders And you only need 11 guys a week so where How are you spending all that money? You're not buying defenders
1: <laughs> Yeah yeah Exactly um, that one was pretty obvious I, I, like <coughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just a quick question on like is it worth looking at maybe upgrading premium defenders like getting in like getting rid of Salah maybe getting in like Cancelo if you don't have him already or maybe uh, I, pre- I prefer like a, a Foden James if you don't have him already Cancelo
0: I think I think I'd rather have Foden
1: yeah um yeah well i mean foden uh as well is probably another one who's been a kind of eclipsed by Haaland because i think his last two seasons his max return was like nine goals and five assists and he's already on six goals and four assists so he's on route to like smash his previous best in terms of like returns this season so that's that that Foden and Haaland partnership is about as good as, or maybe a little bit better than the, the, the De Bruyne and Haaland partnership
0: uh, yeah it's an interesting partnership absolutely like and if, if it exists which we can see pretty clearly that it does surely it's just should be in your fantasy football team Um, you mentioned like buying premium defenders outside of Cancelo and we've discussed a replacement for him I'm looking for a defender that costs over six uh and is highly, high up in the table or has a lot of points. Uh, the highest is Reese James. He's like, I don't know, the 20th defender here in the list I'm looking at. And he has 26 points after mm-hmm. 9. Oh, they've played 8, chelsea played 8 games, I believe. So, like 3, yeah. three points yeah, a week. Yeah, they had their so, game. Uh, so, yeah. no is my answer to that one.
1: <laughs> Did you just answer your own question or were you looking for my input there? No,
0: oh, you were asking is there premium defenders worth buying and I would say no.
1: Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you.
0: Um, so that's another one ticked off. And yes, are there any We've all kind of we've already kind of talked about this one. Are there any good Liverpool assets? I'll let you take the lead in this, Steve.
1: No. No. Uh Okay, next Robertson one. And- uh which <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Uh, it's so crazy that like to think if you told me like nine or ten weeks ago at the start of the season that Liverpool assets would be absolutely worthless like you couldn't even give them away I would have thought you were mad or I would have thought Klopp had had a heart attack and died and something mad had happened to Liverpool for this to happen but it's just crazy the way that it's gone with them really is yeah
0: and you know you, you'd you be thinking in your head oh it had to happen eventually but it's not happening to City so <laughs> yeah. don't, don't think so
1: yeah yeah um uh, next question so uh, which Arsenal and C players do you get after the blank in game week 12 that's an interesting question there okay so maybe
0: we'll we'll, we'll name our six each and then <laughs> discuss further how about that
1: yeah, okay. We'll do like a combined list or six of our each players because I no, have a feeling we're each, going to overlap each of us on three. will pre- say
0: six and then we'll, we'll have a debate. Okay, yeah, we yeah. might end up with yeah.
1: the same thing. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm going to say Haaland, De Bruyne, Foden and Jesus, Martinelli, Saka.
1: Okay. Uh, I would say Haaland, De Bruyne, Foden but I go Martinelli, Jesus and then I go Saliba instead because I think he's still a pretty cheap alternative. For a team that's pretty okay defensively and might have a decent run of fixtures in in them between now and the end of the year, or sorry, yeah, no, the end of um the end of the season till the world when the World Cup kicks off. You know what I'm saying?
0: Uh, so you're 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 price motivated, and also you believe yep. that there's clean sheets on the cards for Arsenal. Yeah, mm, I'm not I'm not as convinced. I I, I I'm conditioned to think there's no clean sheets on the cards for anyone this season.
1: Yeah, maybe. But I mean no, I have to think that there's at least some clean sheets on the cards. And I think Arsenal's defense has done pretty okay. Like they've played Liverpool and um Spurs and they've done not like they conceded against those sides, but you know, they got a 3-0 against Brentford and a 3-0 against Bournemouth, 2-0 against Palace. You know, I think that I think that they're they're doing pretty well. I think Tommy Asu and coming back in probably be a bit of a boost, especially if he can play on the left. Um. No, and I think the price as well as another factor it allows you to do a bit more with your team. So no, that's that's. I'm sticking with that.
0: Okay, Saliba is better than Saka. That's the, <laughs> the final word on that. Um, I'm very keen on Saka. Well, let when, me ask when, you a
1: question, you're... Owen. Um. I don't. You might not have watched much Arsenal, so maybe this is a not a an applicable question for you. But do you think Saliba is like maybe one of the best defenders in the league this year, or who do you think is better than him?
0: Uh, I I've seen maybe two Arsenal games, and I've seen Saliba at his Saliba best, and I'm super impressed. And I'd struggle to point out anyone better than him. Uh, I've 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 heard this debate already, and I just don't. I don't have an answer for it. Um, who like? Yeah, There are no centre-backs Having man-of-the-match Or outstanding performances Across the board There's no one at Chelsea, Tottenham Even City at the moment Because of how much they're going to have to rotate Obviously not United and Obviously not Liverpool Van Dijk is having a stinker of a season The two full-backs are injured You're not going to give it to Matip or Gomez And that's about it Who else do you even refer to? Gehi at Palace Never even seen him Killman at Wolves is having an okay season. Is he the competition? No, <laughs> no, he's not. So uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I, I think on current form, Saliba is there, and long may it last because he's a joy to watch. Hmm. Um, but I think Saka'd probably be a better centre back if he was allowed to play there. <laughs> you think Foden would be a better centre back too? Um, I'd probably have Foden at DM.
1: At DM, oh okay. Put yeah, him in yeah, the yeah, Billy okay.
0: Gilmore role. <coughs>
1: yeah, because <yeah, yeah>, that. <laughs> that's, that's gone so well for Billy Gilmore at Chelsea. Oh, wait, he's not at Chelsea anymore because they sold him to Brighton. Who then? Who <laughs> then went, hired? Who, to, who then to hired Brighton Graham Potter? Like. To
0: work with Potter, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you think they were trying to do you think Potter was trying to tell him like a coded message of like don't leave, I'll be there shortly, and he just like didn't pick up on it, like a kind of a dumb and dumber scenario. Uh, so apparently like He really
0: encouraged him to come Like Potter was really keen on Gilmore And was like look come to Brighton and get game time And uh, But also At that stage must have known what was happening And like has said He felt really bad about it But
1: wh- what you say Like
0: I, yeah, I certainly yeah, Wouldn't be just... giving up the money Chelsea pay For Gilly, Billy Gilmore
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and you just hope that he actually does get game time now at Brighton, because I don't know if he has so far under this new manager, but it'll be interesting to see how that progresses uh, into the season.
0: Yeah, he didn't really impress at Norwich. He'd won or two good games. Norwich were very uh,
1: bad, though. Norwich were a very bad side. It was hard to look impressive for that side. Anyway, we'll move on to the last question.
0: And and Gallagher was good there. Uh, The last question. About Newcastle assets. Are Newcastle assets. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe an overarching question first. Are Newcastle good?
1: I think yes. so. Yeah, yeah, they are good. Like, you've got a lot <laughs> of good players there now. Like, I was waiting for you to jump in. Yeah, Trippier is uh, always dangerous over a dead ball and seems to be one of the leaders in that team. Bruno Gimaraish Gim- or Gimarash or whoever you say his name. Uh, he seems I mean, to be another a leader.
0: co host for these names.
1: Yeah. Uh he seems to be loving a life and even though he's had links to like Real Madrid, he's like, I'm happy in Newcastle. The fans love me. I never expected any of this, and I just want them to do I want to do well for them. Uh you've got Almiron, looks like he's playing in a little bit of form now, got a couple nice goals. Wilson is consistent uh, goal scorer whenever he's fit. They've got Isaac in there now who looks a threat. I think he scored in his two games that he's been fit enough to play. Uh, so Maximan will be coming back from an injury and looks a threat, and will actually have uh, attacking players around him to uh, for him to have some end product with. Um, yeah, and, and am I mean forgetting like, anyone, uh,
0: you know you're not. But I mean I'm looking at the starting team against Brentford and I see Jacob Murphy, Joe Willock, Longstaff, even Wilson, um, Almiron I look at all these players and last season I'd have been like, load of shite. That that team is probably terrible. So yeah, and I think Eddie Howe deserves a lot of credit. Exactly, I think he's done yeah. a great
1: job co- coaching on the, the players up and, and being able to improve the level of the players around him because they're obviously still in the building mode um, like with Joe, Newcastle. And,
0: and I'm looking at the subs, like Joe Linton was the worst player in the league. Yeah, he was terrible, and he's yeah. like a solid box to box mid. What's that about like?
1: well to go back uh, a while ago they signed him from Hoffenheim where he was kind of like a centre forward like he was brought in after Firmino got signed to Liverpool to kind of basically do that role which is something that he did pretty well which was dropping deep receiving the ball linking the play and then kind of getting forward afterward and he kind of went out on the wing a little bit and was good there as well but what happened was Steve Bruce signed him and said you're big and you're tall, you're going to be our forward and you're going to get to get on the ends of crosses into the box and you're going to be our target man and that's not really what his game was and that's why it went so badly for him and I think going into midfield allowing him to go use a bit more of his natural athleticism and going box to box has kind of opened up a lot more uh, avenues for Newcastle
0: Um, yeah, I mean, amazingly so I, I never envisaged this transition for <laughs> Jolinton despite how good he is in FIFA um, so then we to talk about the actual players and things like lads you might pick up, and like I, I actually had Almiron in draft maybe two three seasons ago. He's got hmm. three goals in his last two games and seems to have end product now uh, at five point one. I I'd, I'd be very very tempted I, and I'm not sure there's anyone at that price that's better. Granachaca. Um, will we finish this segment?
1: Um, <laughs> <wolves are laughs> you laugh. Um, you laugh, but the last time you said that, he got a goal. Oh, stop booing! There's nothing wrong with it. There are dozens of us. Dozens.
0: Uh, just don't. Just leave me alone, with Granite <laughs> I n- No, don't want to speak about. I mean, like, whoever is he's playing against. not even named wolves. after one of the cool stones or anything it's just named after
1: granite dinner. is a very cool stone it's a very Actually, cool stone great emerald. for great for kitchen countertops <laughs> anyway enough uh, grand designs talk uh, whoever is playing against <laughs> I remember looking at some. So I was looking at some video uh, that someone put up, and they were like, "Look at the minerals on this guy." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> so yeah, stones It's like, "Fuck's sake," is that where we've gone now? Anyway, um, uh, whoever is playing against Wolves, yeah, that's a good bet as well. Like, I mean, who are Wolves playing this weekend? They're playing uh, yeah, home so you're, Nottingham you're Forest. To, and we've, we've already talked about how you might pick up a player for Nottingham Forest against them, and then after that, it's Palace uh, away. Palace in very good form, arguably unlucky with where they are in the season given how well they played, Uh, probably should have got a win against Liverpool, Um, you know, they had the 2-0 lead against City and they blew that, the game against Chelsea was a bit meh, like Chelsea kind of scraped it a bit, so like they're playing pretty well, so you'd fancy them and then... I think from week thirteen onwards, it becomes a bit of a, a guess because like Lopetegui will probably be in by that stage. I'm obviously guessing that Lopetegui will be signed as the permanent manager. It's been very heavily rumored, and he'll have uh, the new manager bounce, and he'll have uh, the game against at home against Leicester, who are like the worst defense in the league. So if you can't score against them, you're doing pretty bad. So
0: a bit at least a for the next couple of weeks, it's an option. That week.
1: Yeah, yeah, you do that. You, you, old Chelsea fan. Do you still have your jersey with Diego Costa on the back, number 19? I never had a Costa
0: jersey. I have... I only ever had Drogba. I have a Drogba Mountain Hazard jerseys. That's what I have.
1: Oh. I didn't even know you had a Mount jersey. That's interesting. How old is that one?
0: Uh, Two seasons. Uh, when we won the Champions League, I bought it after the semi-final.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say after the final, and I was going to get a bit annoyed, but that's okay.
0: No, I was... I bought it as the game was being played. Giroud scored the overhead kick, and I think I bought it after that.
1: Oh, nice! So, uh, will we 20- move on to our three bankers and outside picks for this week?
0: What What else could we do, Steve? <laughs> uh, so, so
1: we've go ahead.
0: Okay, I'll do it. Okay, the three bankers this time. Um, this is going to be a strange one. You should be picking up Erling Haaland, even if he is playing the mighty Liverpool. He is scoring a lot of goals. He's uh, blonde haired, tall, strong, fast, blue eyed. uh, Gets insulted because uh, you can't actually use normal words to describe him. So, (laughs) yeah, have him in your team. Number two, Steve, if you're not. Uh, Number
1: two. Number two, uh, Harry Kane. As we mentioned before, he's on a a very impressive run of four games in a row, uh, scoring a goal. And they're playing uh, at home to an Everton side who, uh, you know, they're they're lacking a lot of the first team defenders: Gary <clears throat> Mina, Ben Godfrey, Mason Holgate, uh, Mikolenko. I think that's there's probably one more name that I'm forgetting. Patterson, but like Patterson, yeah. Ryan, or maybe sorry, maybe, sorry, my apologies. Uh, it may actually be Patterson I was thinking of instead of Mikolenko. I think Mikulenko is fit to play, but the the yeah to my point they're they're just a bit injury deprived at the back and the game against United didn't really do much to convince me that they still have it they have it sorted out back back there. They had a nice couple of wins against like Southampton and and that lot, but like this is a proper test for them against Spurs away, and I think they'll do the business. And then third pick on
0: Yeah, so this is where it gets interesting. I mean, you have your Haaland and Kane. They're obvious. And then you'd look around the league and you might pick someone at Chelsea. They have Villa. Uh, You might even go for another City player. Probably a decent pick in in Foden, etc. Other than that, it's hard to get your finger on a banker. But Arsenal do play Leeds. And it's going to be Jesus who's going to do a bit of damage there, I think.
1: And why do you think that on?
0: Striker on the team in red, so score a lot of goals. <laughs> uh, to be I, fair, I'd be, I'd be happily put Jesus or Martinelli or Saka here. Uh, I would like, especially. Yeah, uh, and Leeds are not the the handy lots of goals fixture that they used to be. They're shite. There's no doubt in that. But they don't concede four goals a game, uh, which you know was the style at the time.
1: Yeah, uh, wearing the Union I, on the belt, I, which I was the Jesus style at the time. Shout. Yeah I think so too Arsenal are in a great run of form They're very hard to stop uh, it seems And Leeds don't have the greatest defence They've gotten better Don't get me wrong Uh, Like you said they don't concede as much goals as they used to But I definitely think Arsenal will be uh, The winners of that game And they had a pretty decent game against them last season So I think that will probably carry on a bit And that's why he's the third banker And for my outside pick I've gone for Jared Bowen Away to Southampton Southampton obviously leaking a lot of goals. Hassan under a lot of pressure, potentially going to get the sack. Uh Jared Bowen has two goals in his last two games, and I fancy him to keep that going. And I think he'll get a return.
0: I couldn't argue with that one, Steve. It'll be interesting with Hassan What happens there? Uh, my outside pick. I'm going to back our our statement of targeting wolves. It was between the the expensive purchase of Morgan Gibbs White or Emmanuel Dennis but it will be Dennis for me this week uh, I think he'll go on a two game run of goals which he'll enjoy and <laughs> he'll get a return against the shite team in yellow
1: well I would enjoy that on it'll be a very cheap striker to get a return uh, from and that'd be very nice that'd be lovely how'd
0: you get on in draft this week Steve
1: Uh, I got on pretty decent. I got 58 points. Um, Give me a second here because I actually don't have the team. Uh, But uh, I got the win anyway. (laughs) Uh, Guiatta for three. Uh, Cancelo for 18, which was massive. Uh, Perisic uh, for one because he didn't start. Zuma for two. Target for one because he didn't start. And Laporte didn't play for City. I thought he might. Bilva for three. Zaha for five. Bowen for seven. Wilson for five. I picked up Havertz because I knew he'd score and he did. And then I had Kane for uh, seven. So f- 58 for me. And uh, what about your cell phone? I think you finally got a win.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I am the two wins behind you so far, Steve. My fourth of the season. Uh, I got a 57, so you would have bet me had we met in the league. Uh, <laughs> I had Cancelo, Martinelli, Bowen, Wilson, and Ivan Toney getting returns for me. Uh, I have the shite Simikas and Perisic doing nothing. Salas there. I also have Robertson and Kulusevski injured on my bench. I'll be looking forward to them coming back. I'd say the two of us are thinking about dropping uh, the other Ivan, that is Perisic at Spurs, um, minutes and being shite, uh, the reason for that.
1: No, I'm going to keep the faith of Perisic. I think um, for the moment anyway, I think he's still worth having in draft purely because if I drop him, I don't think I'll get him back again. But yeah, like there's there's still plenty of <clears throat> Spurs defenders going, so if that's the case where I wanted to switch to a Spurs defender that's getting more minutes, I'd probably go to him, but I still fancy his attacking returns. Uh, the only thing I'm thinking about now is that as we're recording this game, uh, Man City are playing away to Copenhagen and uh, Laporte has started that game. So if he's not subbed off early in that game, I might switch Laporte from my starting team to my sub-player. But other than that, I'm very happy with my team, if I'm honest. like I feel like I've got a strong enough uh, starting team. You'll reveal 11. that sub-player, Steve. I won't reveal that sub-player. <laughs> that, stays, that stays in the breast pocket.
0: Okay, Steve's going to hold on to that one. We'll reveal oh, yeah. that one next week, guys. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> yeah i gotta give the listeners something to hold on to a and for a week yeah okay anything uh, anything I from you do
0: it sorry
1: oh no i was gonna say anything from you but if you want to wrap it up i'm more than happy
0: yeah i'm sick of this now i think i'm just gonna call it off Ah, yeah good I'm getting bored here uh, getting yeah kind of I, I didn't want to say any Sala's
1: two-pointer I didn't want to say anything, but like, I just, yeah, it's like one of those situations where you don't want to be the first person to say it, or you don't want to be the first person to leave the party, but the second that first person does, you're like, oh, thank God, and you get up and go, no one says anything.
0: Yeah, or there's that video of the guys playing catch. I've been done for about a half hour now. (laughs) Okay, that'll do it. This is episode 12 over and out. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us, do that on Twitter. That's at the FPL Jingle. That's the best place to do it. You can see our website, fpljingle.com. And you can get in touch in Discord. That'll be linked in the podcast description. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Steve will sing a song to end it for us.
1: I will not do that. I will say have a good evening, everyone. And I hope your fantasy week goes well next week. Slow.